It's Neil Amani, back with another episode. Um, today I wanted to talk about a an aspect of meditation um, tying into mantra meditation, which I spoke about in my last podcast. I spoke about using the Maha Mantra to peer through the 16 aspects of awareness um, to perceive the the self within, the true self, and I wanted to talk about the mechanics of trance to help you kind of understand how to effectively do that. Um, I notice that many people when they do their Iniskan and amongst my Gurukuli friends, um, when they do their Japa, they tend to be walking around, um, talking, kind of sitting down, but opening their eyes, closing their eyes, moving about, shaking, rocking back and forth, etc., etc., etc. And while some of those things might be helpful um, to pass the time, they're not very good for actually going really deep. So the idea behind the mechanics of trance is there's basically this this equation that I use, it's that the length of the trance loop, or the thing that you're repeating, um, combined with the power of your attention, um, creates trance. So, but the, the more, the longer the length of the trance loop, the more energy of attention you need to sustain the trance loop. This is why actually the Hare Krishna mantra can be a little bit difficult. Um, for beginners, you can just chant Rama, the, the name Rama, or Om. Some people use Om, but they say in the scriptures, they say that Om, Om is a kind of high, high um, mantra that it's not super easy to get into, but the Ram Nam is again no rules, any caste, any creed, no no um, no holds barred. So anybody can use it, anybody can get into it, and and kind of feel the effects. So what you want to do is you want to find a really comfortable posture, and you want to learn to sit very still regulate the flow of your breathing so that it's smooth and um, even. Close your eyes. You want to be closing your eyes the entire time. Um, if you're into mudras, you should 
you should learn how to do Agya Mudra or Shambhavi Mudra, um, Nasik Mudra, which means either staring at the third eye or at the tip of your nose with half-closed eyes. And then when you start your trance loop, which will be wrong for the purpose of this podcast, you, you notice that after you can hold your attention on the loop for a little while, but then your mind wanders away. So what happens here is basically your mind has gotten so used to the trance loop that it no longer, um, it's like second nature. The, the mind actually splits and you, you can now have, you now have attention that it can be used in other places. It's like it becomes automatic and now your mind is free to do other things. So that's the first trance loop. As soon as you notice your mind has wandered away, you've actually, if you were focusing, you've actually started your trance loop. You've gotten to that place. So what you then do is you notice that your mind has moved away and then you start again. You, and as you do this over and over again, um, you go deeper and deeper and deeper into trance. So, um, the, the point is to bypass the 16 coverings and you don't really want to stop until you get past. If you're really going for it, if you're really trying to have a breakthrough experience, you're, you're going to try to chant until you're completely satisfied with the realization that dawns. There's a, there's a place okay. where you go that you have no more questions. It's like, oh, okay, I'm satisfied. That makes perfect sense of everything I need to know. There might be more or less, there, there, there'd be more to learning how to maintain it or learning how to interact with it, but you won't really have any more questions about it. Like when you come back to the self level, it's self revealing and, and everything that you need to know is there. And as soon as you get it, you're satisfied. You can walk away from that going, all right, got it done. Satisfied. I have no more questions. I don't need to know any more else. I don't need anything else. And you're essentially, at that point, you're free. But then what happens is when you interact with the 16 Kalas again, they do their thing and they help you reform your whole Maya sphere, your whole matrix so that you forget. And then it has you going back. What is the truth? You're asking questions again. You're kind of striving again. But with mantras and stuff, we can kind of maintain a middle ground where we we no longer we no longer um forget that much it's always there at the back of our mind it's always there we always know it but the ego does its thing and it kind of like pretends it doesn't it's sort of like an automatic effect of ego so in the mind so when you're using mantras effectively Especially this Ram Mantra, I really find this Ram Mantra to be super, super helpful for maintaining that awareness of self, awareness of the relationship between self and super self, witnessing or seeing that, seeing the truth of that in all beings and knowing that, you know, every day, every, every experience is a cyclical pattern that just repeats itself over and over again. Um, and that, 
you know, you might feel like you might have this idea that that self-realization means like you become like this magic person that can do anything and, you know, never gets affected by Maya ever again. But it seems to me that in the early stages of self-realization, you come back, you, you kind of, you get diluted over and over again and you kind of keep trying to, trying to, um, stay close to it. And just knowing that it's there is very, very helpful. Just knowing that that's the truth, that that is in you at all times, and that even though you might be suffering or or kind of getting into a place of confusion or frustration, you can always turn to your mantra, go back to that place on a low form level, on a low level frequency, and kind of sit in the peace that comes from that knowledge. Um, so... So again, we're talking about how to sustain a trance to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper past these 16 colors. So remember that it's really hard for a longer mantra. The longer the mantra, the harder it will be to sustain a trance because the trance loop is really long. Um, if you notice when you watch TV, um, they, change the, they change the shot, the image shot really frequently this helps you maintain your attention so the angle the camera angle the, the you know the editor knows how long to hold in a hold a frame in position before changing to the next angle the next camera shot the next scene there's a certain formula that they use this helps keep your attention so um one of the things you can do to play around with this is in the beginning, rather than having just like a, a monotone, mantric rhythm, you can change it up from time to time. So you could be chanting like Ram 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 This is also why Kirtan is such a helpful way to learn how to focus the mind because the changing rhythms, the changing tunes, they keep your attention. They, they actually, Sanatana Goswami, um, who is a really, really important saint in the Gaudiya tradition, one of the founders of the Gaudiya tradition, he said that, you know, it was very hard for him to control his mind by the, the, you know, iron chains of silent meditation. And then he, he tried really hard to, to bind the mind through, you know, japa, the, the silver chains of japa. But then when he finally got into the, he used the golden chains of kirtan, then the bliss that arised from that was so intense that he didn't, his mind didn't want to go anywhere else. So, you know, there's another, there's another example of like, that your meditation should produce bliss to be more effective because if it produces bliss, then, then you're going to be at sort of, you're going to actually pursue it because it gives you pleasure. It gives you joy. Um, there was a, there was a yogi, um, who is from the Vajrayana tradition or the Buddhist tradition. And his, um, his mastery was in Mahamudra, which is a certain meditation technique. Um, 
and his teacher, he found his guru, and I think I think I'm telling the story of Naropa and Tilopa, but I could be completely wrong, so I can't remember the name precisely. But um, he he could go into samadhi for days on end with his Mahamudra meditation, but then his guru says, "Ah, your your meditation is nothing compared to mine." my inner heat yoga, meditating on the syllable ah in the navel because mine produces bliss and yours just produces peace. And so that, that bliss was more powerful than peace. And so when when you're when you're doing the mantra, you're trying to come to come to first, you have to come to the stage of samatva or when everything comes into one thing. Um you basically, it's the Brahma Jyoti where there's an undifferentiated, all-pervasive consciousness, and you experience that as reality, and that's so. That's the that's the perception of Advaita. So here we're in the perception of Dvaita or dualism, and at that point we experience Advaita, and then beyond that there's Dvaita Advaita where you see the unity and the diversity on a spiritual platform. And that, that's where all the leelas, the nitya leelas, or the eternal pastimes of, of God take place. They take place in this undifferentiated unity with spiritual diversity. And it's, um, so these mantras, they're sort of doors, they're gateways into that place. And if you learn how to meditate with them, you know, it takes time. I'm not, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're just like taking a DMT hit and, and blasting off into the DMT realm, but it's, it definitely takes time to, to master these things and get somewhere with them. But once you do, you kind of, you kind of really, you understand why it's important to utilize, um, slow processes because anybody who's done psychedelics will know that although you do have these really powerful spiritual experiences, you don't have the language to to bring anything back. You don't have even a a, um, a way of ensuring that you you know someone else has a similar experience, um, and there's no real there's no real um, guarantee that that you'll come to the same point. Whereas with these mantras and and, and basically the science of tantra, which is mantra, yantra, tantra, um, you you can you can try to come to a consistent point of realization so there's a view involved that you're meditating with with and when you when you use a mantra to get there and you show other people how to get there with the mantra and they get there too and you know that really helps your 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 faith develop in in the effect efficacy of these processes um there are there are low stage realizations like uh, and experiences like out of body experiences or um, different types of vibrational states, you might feel your body vibrating or spinning or floating, but it's not really floating. It's just it feels like it's floating. Um, you might you might have certain types of visions, but you got to keep going until you get to that place where there's no more answers, there's no more questions. It's a it's an important place to get to. Um, what else can I say? I, I encourage you to kind of take your time 
try to try to actually just make the point learning to master your attention learning to master the process of meditating getting to at least you know a peaceful very peaceful state because that'll help you just in your day to day um today stress and anxiety are huge factors in people's lives you know a negative in, in negatively impacting people's lives to a degree that we haven't really seen before and these kinds of meditational tools can be so helpful to de-stress de-stress your mind and to um when you, when you actually come to a place where you're less stressed you actually become a nicer person you know it's less about you and more about others you become more loving and more caring and more kind i know that when i'm when i was a youth worker i used to get real really intense stress and anxiety and and i can honestly say i wasn't a very nice person i was very isolated i was very self-absorbed you know trying to find a way to heal whatever pain and anxiety go, was going on in me and I just didn't have the energy to give anything to anybody else although I probably should have just done it but I didn't really know at the time what I was going through I just I just knew I was in pain and under a lot of stress and so I still use these things and I noticed that when I used them I was able to be a nicer person. I was able to, you know, regulate my kind of emotions and you know, I could be I can be quite a haughty like person. I can I can have little outbursts and get angry sometimes and and that's that's just how I've always been in my life. I've always had a little bit of a temper. And I really find that when I am consistently meditating, consistently using mantras and 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 paying attention to higher frequencies then i'm a much nicer person i'm a much kinder person and i can actually i can relate more with other people and and actually feel a sense of connection and belonging to others so i really encourage you know all everybody who's tuning in listening to these podcasts to look into mantra meditation mantra yoga and you know get yourself a mala i'm going to do a little plug here even though they have nothing to do with me um there's a company there's a brand on instagram and on facebook called silver tulsi mala and it's a friend of mine named garanga sima he's from south africa and he's created this company that's making awesome tulsi malas um you should check them out you should pick one up and start chanting um you don't have to chant any particular mantra i'm not trying to sell you on chanting one particular mantra or joining any cult or religion i'm just trying to share this um this knowledge it's really helped me in my life it continues to help me in my life i just finished about an hour of mantra meditation and archana yoga so yeah this is something that is not as common today um not yet common in the yoga world but i think that as kirtan and mantra yoga become more popular more people will learn how to use it and and there's so much to learn when it comes to mantras you know you there's different types of remedial mantras that help you in different areas of your life um there's different mantras for different things so um yeah that's all for today guys jainitai 
That's one of my favorite mantras. And I hope you use it. Be free from anxiety. Be free from stress. You'll be a much more kinder person, a much more loving person. All right, that's all.